What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Florida Podcast. I'm your host, Amadeo Gracia, along with my partner, Chris Mayer. As always, we live stream on the Painted Lines, TTP Sports, and Flyers Fan Mania 93. And if you do not tune into the podcast live, tune into it late, just don't view it at all. It's always going to be up on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. That's so a merry belated Christmas, everyone. It's been a very weird week with no NHL action, a lot of COVID situations, and we're going to talk about that. But first, like I said, Merry Belated Christmas. So, Chris, how was your Christmas? It was good. <laughs> you know, it, it was it was fun. Did a lot of did a lot of things. Um, it was, uh, you know, it was it, it was quick. Honestly, did it feel like it was quick for you the three days? Because I I had three days off um, from work and everything, so that was nice and it went really quick and i was kind of upset about that but uh, yeah christmas um, is like it's like you sp- like after thanksgiving you spend basically that entire last month and a half preparing for it buying presents going to the malls so many times mm-hmm. and then wrapping presents you know doing everything to all set it up and then christmas one day and it goes by like nothing yeah yeah and this is the thing i mean and then it goes basically it's it's really it's, it's right up again and then you have new year's eve um and new year's day and everything and people who you know obviously party and all that stuff so that'll be fun and um yeah you know i mean overall i i had a good christmas i'm a day i hope you didn't get cold from santa and um <laughs> yeah but uh but no yeah i mean in in all seriousness i had a good christmas and i hope you did too man yeah definitely same goes to you yeah, christmas always like since i'm not in college anymore christmas like it feels weird just not being in school like because i'm like so used to like when you're in grade school when you're in high school college even when you have that like entire like either like two weeks off you get the entire month off for college for winter break and then like oh christmas is that special holiday because during that entire holiday off but when you're out of college you don't have to worry about school anymore it's just like I don't know. It kind of does. Like, I still love Christmas. Don't get me wrong, but like, it doesn't like feel that extra special when you get off from school and all that. Right. So it kind of feels weird there, but still Christmas is a great holiday and everyone. It's funny too. Our house is like still loaded. Like we have like five-year-olds in the house with presents. That's how much, how many presents we buy for each other. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's one funny thing, but off of the Christmas, it was a good time, but we also have another holiday coming up in New Year's, so that'll definitely be a good time getting into 2022. Hopefully, it'll be better than this past year of 2021, but we never know the way the world goes. But still, getting into our topics at hand for today, NHL COVID situation, still very crazy. The Flyers are going through their own situation as well. They get some players on COVID, they get some players off COVID, and they're still going to be playing, as of right now, back-to-back games in Seattle and San Jose. But NHL, they're still having their problems. A lot of other teams are getting their players on COVID protocol. Brad Marchand, he went off about the league with the Olympic situation and everything on there. So we'll get into that a little bit. Also, World Juniors, 
the World Juniors started recently, and Chris has been covering that for Flyers Fan Mania 93, so we'll definitely get into some talks about that. There's three Flyers prospects in the World Juniors this year, Elliot Deone for Canada, Emil Andre, who is the captain of Team Sweden, and Brian Zanetti, who is playing on Team Switzerland. So, to get into, I guess, if you want to call it breaking news, even though this happened over the course of the past couple of days... So thank you, Flyers Nation, for actually putting a nice summary on this on Twitter. So the COVID up, COVID-19 updates for the Flyers. So yesterday, Kevin Hayes was added to COVID protocol, but he was symptomless, so he was able to come off of that today. Morgan Frost, who tested positive a couple of weeks ago, he finally comes off of that after experiencing some minor, minor symptoms. He's cleared the practice today, and they'll both play on Wednesday. If the game still is played, you never know at this point. Also, Max Wellman, he came off of COVID protocol yesterday. But the Flyers, who are currently in protocol right now, Scott Lawton, who was added yesterday, Sean Couturier, who was actually added on the 21st of December before the Washington game was postponed. Then you also have Carter Hart, Ryan Ellis, who is still also going through his injury situation, and Derek Broussard. So the Flyers are going through their situation, and in turn, they call off players to the taxi squad because now the NHL is allowing taxi squad once again. So on the 27th, the Flyers recalled Jackson Cates, Gary Mayhew, and Felix Sandstrom from the taxi squad. And this past day, the Flyers called up Cam York and Kirill Ustamenko to the taxi squad. So it sounds like Martin Jones, he's going to be playing tomorrow in Seattle, possibly also Thursday in San Jose. And then I think it was Mike Yo or Chuck Fletcher said that Felix Sandstrom might get his first NHL start during this stint. They just don't know yet when that's yeah, going I to think- happen. Yeah, I think the uh, the Sandstrom thing is. I think that more is dependent on Hart and what kind of happens with with his situation since he's on the protocol and if he's not able to to play, then um, they'll have to you know they'll obviously they'll have to take it a day by day basis there. But yeah, I mean, look, it, I I can't be the only one who's thinking this. I know that they're getting guys back. But it really would be nice if they could kind of just postpone these games until the new year. And then you have a more combined month of February. You have, what, two more games out of that month. So instead of four games that you would have played, now it would have been seven. That makes it nine. So maybe there's more games in there. And, you know, it's a little bit more of a break. But it gives the Flyers a chance to get a little bit healthier. Maybe Couturier comes back since he was put um, five days earlier than Ryan Ellis and five days earlier since that was announced. Um, so maybe you get some guys back, um, instead of that, but look for what they're dealing with. And, um, obviously the whole league is dealing with it from many teams. I mean, I think think the last time I looked, I think Calgary had 19 guys in protocol, which is like, God, yeah, that that's almost, that's more skaters that they usually have on the bench, um, that they had in, 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 in the uh, protocol there. So overall it's, it, it, it's rough right now with the league and, um, I'm not sure what they do. I mean, I mean, we already saw today the the World Juniors game uh, for USA and Switzerland was postponed. Uh, that game was supposed to take place at 4:30 Eastern time, and Flyers prospect Brian Zanetti was supposed to play in that game for Switzerland, and um, he is not now because of that game being postponed. And Switzerland actually gets a one nothing win in that game since the COVID issue came from. Uh, the United States, they had two players that's positive. So that's a forfeit for the United States because the COVID issue came from them. And this was pick up a win that I'm not so sure they would have won that game just because of, you know, the, 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 the difference in talent for both teams. But um, overall, you know, it, 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 it's definitely a rough situation. I think it's already the second game that's been postponed. One of the 
pre-tournament games um, were postponed as well. I forget the two teams that played, but there was one of them that was postponed. And uh, so they've dealt with it a little bit differently than the NHL. Um, But yeah, I mean, as for the league, it seems like that they're trying to take this as slow as possible. I know they've already reinstated the taxi squads, which is why certain guys got called up. Um, You know, York and Ustaminko, right? Yeah, that's that was who it was that York and Ustaminko. Um, They both get put in. I keep forgetting if it's Ustaminko is the backup and Sandstrom got put in, or if Sandstrom is the backup and Ustaminko got put in. I keep getting those two mixed up, but um, but yeah, I mean, overall, it's been pretty rough to kind of see all this kind of come back and I you, you know it, it's just it's just our luck too that the team starts to play better after a 10 game losing streak and then they get hit by COVID and it all just kind of it's just like a you know it all just comes hey, in at one time. Hey remember last year when we got even though the Flyers weren't good last year they got hit by COVID and everything started spiraling out of control. Maybe they get hit by COVID and everything goes in the right direction. I have no maybe. idea. <laughs> I hope maybe they'll would be maybe nice. they'll maybe they'll get that brink of luck. But I, I I love this comment right here from Mr. Twitzer saying I'm convinced Ryan Ellis isn't real. He's like Santa Claus. The game we saw him in were a hologram. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so uh, unfortunate. It is. It he's is. only it played is. five games. And it's funny, he's contributed in all those five games, which is yeah. hilarious. Yeah. And how many games have the Flyers played? Uh, 500? They've played 29 games? At, at least they've had to. Yeah. And he's played five. And I think he has, what, four points in five games? I think four points in five games or five points, something like that. Yeah. If I go to, to the Flyers' stats right now, look up Ryan Ellis. So if I can see him right here, if he even pops up. Yeah, he has five points in four games. One yeah, I mean, goal, he four scored assists. In, the, in the one of the games he played. Yeah, the game against Seattle, was it not? Yeah, Seattle. I guess so. Yeah, definitely Ryan Ellis is always going to be a huge loss just because this entire, like, injury situation with him just, like, doesn't seem to get, you know, any better. But hopefully they'll he'll eventually come back into the lineup. But, yeah, it's just something that sucks at this point. We got Flyers physics saying elite fourth-line center Nick Sealer. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, with all the COVID issues they had yesterday. Um, and the guys not in practice. They had some very interesting lines. Um, I'm gonna was it, wasn't it Patrick Brown with Faraby and Kenekney? I think I remember yeah, you had Patrick yeah. Brown as your second line center. Oh, um, God. you had Limblom, Drew, Atkinson, Faraby, Brown, Kenekney, Kate, Mayhew, Van Reams, like Wilman, Sealer, McEwen. <laughs> Defense like is normal. Provy, Braun, Sanheim, Risto, Yandel, Canon, and then Jones and Sandstrom were the goaltenders, but. That uh, just uh, uh, yeah. Nick, Nick, that sounds like freaking Mark Friedman on the fourth line during the outdoor game. Oh god! Oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Today their lines were a little bit different. Uh, Limblom, Drew, Atkinson, Farabee, Hayes, Konechny, the Reams, like Frost, Mayhew, Wilman, Brown, McEwen. Cates was the extra. Jackson Cates. Um, defense was Provy, Braun, Sanheim, Bristow, Yandel, Canon, York, and Sealer were the extras. Um, Jones and Sandstrom, and then Ustaminko was the extra. So they had essentially everybody that they could have right now playing. Um, and I, I actually kind of like some of those lines for the offense, if I'm being honest with you. Um, obviously, it's a little bit different. You have different guys, but I like Limblom with Drew and Atkinson. Uh, Farabee with Hayes and Konechny, we've seen that a little bit before. Um, JVR with Frost, they do, they have good chemistry together. I think Mayhew in there, who's a, a speedy, smaller forward, can can kind of help out that line as well. And I believe Mayhew's played with Frost down in the AHL. Um, 
and obviously the fourth line is the fourth line. I think that's pretty solid. And I, I'm very excited for Wilman to come back because he played really good. And he was playing, he was honestly just playing some of the best hockey of his career. He was one of their best forwards during that stretch. Yeah. I mean, he was playing some of the best hockey of their career uh, or of his career, I should say. Um, defense is, is fine. Um, and then the goaltender. So look, I, I think overall, um, I think this is probably what you're going to be getting for the Seattle game. These lines, if I'm being honest, um, unless they have some guys are able to come back. Um, or I'm not too or sure, if they but, add more people to COVID on yeah, Wednesday, right. that could and also happen. That doesn't that doesn't uh, affect it as well. But overall, um, I know they said I know for Hayes, he didn't really have many symptoms. He kind of was just like you know he, he was surprised. He said he was surprised. As for Frost, he felt fine at first, but he kind of felt lousy for a couple days, and then you see he he was fine a while ago, and he got kind of taken off as well. So. It's weird. Has anybody said like how long you have to be in the in the COVID protocol to be taken out? Has there is there a certain deadline? Like I haven't seen that this year. I'm not sure if they adjusted that with the, with the new rules in place. I'm not. I don't remember them actually adjusting the time you have to spend in protocol. But I know the other leagues are starting to do that now. I know the NFL is doing. If you're symptomless, you don't have to get tested. They they only test people who are symptomatic, which right. I think is more beneficial now. Just because I understand at this point where COVID is, it's like it's something that's not going to go away. It's something that's going to be with us the rest of our lives. And mm. right now, I think that might be the better direction to go to: test people who are more symptomatic than others instead of just going through these random rapid tests of everyone possible. But that's right. for, that's for the NHL to adjust to, and I know. I know I think the Canadian government as well is like I think a little more panicky than we are in the US but so I think that has a little more influence but that's another topic for another day because I know that it gets involved in politics and we don't really want to discuss politics on that because we despise them so right so it's just a it's just it's just a weird situation that the NHL is in I don't I remember looking at the crack and I don't think that um that they have any like COVID, I think I saw Mason Appleton. He's in COVID protocol for them. And I just saw this on their page right now that uh, Brandon Tenev, he's suffered a season-ending ACL injury mm-hmm. on December 18th. I just realized that. Yeah, so that's that, such a bummer for them. Um, oh, breaking news. This is from seven seconds ago. The Ducks placed Trevor Zegers in the COVID protocol. Oh. That's unfortunate. Because he is. was having an unbelievable season. And that, that kid is insane, man. He's yes. actually kind of helped me not hit the Ducks. Like I, I used to not like Anaheim. I think it was because I didn't like their jerseys. I never liked Corey Perry or Corey Perry, Perry. And, uh, Ryan Kessler. Never liked them, and I also didn't really didn't wasn't the biggest fan of Kevin Biaxa when he was there when he knocked Gudis's lights out. Um, you remember that fight a couple years ago? I don't think so. Oh man, he he, he like he jumped. He kind of like like Superman punched him like Roman Reigns. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, look, that's a shame because I was really starting to kind of get the vibe off of Anaheim. And actually, that's not the worst thing in the world for the Flyers because they do have Anaheim coming up. So it's a Zegris, uh, less Anaheim Ducks. So obviously, that I'm not trying yeah, to make that like that's, that. That's, you know, uh, that I want that, that to happen. That, 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 sucks. that sucks because I, I really love watching Zegris play and he's. Mm-hmm becoming like slowly becoming one of my more favorite players to watch in the league yeah. right now just because of his explosiveness and i'm just like you know what i have a couple of anaheim jerseys in my closet i know i need, I need to get them stitched with zegras on it yeah. only zegras 
should get a t-shirt i hate their i'm sure you saw my tweet back at that i i, I cannot stand their jerseys <laughs> they're they're just so brutal yeah i have their i i well i got kind of like if you want to call it lucky or unlucky with like two mystery boxes i got like the one anaheim jersey that i like like purposely bought was the um i think it was like what their 25th anniversary jersey or something like that because it, it it was them trying to go back to the Mighty Duck look, which I do appreciate because I don't think they're ever going to go back there. But I have that jersey. I have their orange alternate jersey, and I have their home jersey sitting right next to me. So, Right. So it's like, eh, eh, what do you got to do? Going back to what we had said um, on the COVID and how many teams have kind of been affected by it when you brought up um, – when you brought up like, like Seattle, Daily Faceoff had a clip – a couple days ago of all the teams that were affected by it. It was on the show with uh, Frank Saravalli and Mike McKenna trying to find it on Twitter. It might take me a little minute here because it is a kind of long ago. It was before the world juniors had even started. Um, But they had, there was a graphic up of all of the teams that had been dealing with it, with a COVID issue. And uh, there was only eight teams that didn't. And I believe at the time Seattle was one of them that didn't have any COVID issues. Um, yeah, because the only one that I see right now, according to their Twitter, which they just posted, uh, I think yesterday, was from their PR saying Mason Appleton is what was unavailable for their practice yesterday because of the NHL COVID protocol. Mm-hmm. So he might be the only one that's in protocol currently. But hopefully that doesn't start an outbreak for them. Yeah. Yeah. So, so right now, going into tomorrow's game, the Flyers do have more people at risk for COVID protocol just because of how many players are on it currently. But hopefully nothing does impact the game tomorrow. Hopefully they will be able to play just because we haven't seen hockey in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But we don't know with the NHL because originally the league was supposed to return yesterday, but then they postponed it during you know the Christmas break. So I think Seattle was supposed to play on the 27th against Vancouver, I believe, but then they postponed that game. So... I just sent you the tweet from the 21st. You want to pull it up on the screen to show everybody because that would take me forever to read <laughs> how many the team and how many people are in it. Yeah, so um, and also, I'd probably right butcher here. it since I can't, I can barely speak English half the time. Okay, so let me bring this up right here. So it looks like right now, daily faceoff shows player players in pro, COVID protocol, 123 total, 16% of the rosters. Yeah. Calgary has the most at 19, Boston with 10, Detroit with 9. Nashville with eight, Carolina with eight, Florida, Toronto, Edmonton with seven, Columbus with six, Vancouver, Colorado with five, Arizona with four, LA with Montreal, Islanders, Flyers, Seattle, Capitals with three, Buffalo Devils with two, Blackhawks, Rangers, Sharks, Blues with one, Ducks, Stars, Wild, Senators, Penguins, Lightning, Vegas, and Jets all have zero. Mm-hmm. And, re- and remember, that's from the 21st, so that's obviously – that's you know almost that that's a week old um but there hasn't been any updated one that was just what i had seen at the time but um yeah obviously that's changed for the flyers they have more guys um and i'm sure some of the other teams that had zero i know the penguins rodriguez is in uh zucker is week to week with a lower body for them i did see that last night on nhl on nhl network and it's funny with nhl network too like they were showing, you know how like it has like news updates and different things at the bottom when they play the games. Well, I'm watching the the USA Slovakia game uh, on the World Juniors the other night, and 
all the news is just guys that are injured or getting put into the COVID protocol of the team. How many guys Tampa put like five guys in the other day and Vasilevsky and Brian Elliott, um, both of them, both goaltenders were put in. Um, yeah, it, it, it's crazy. There, there's so many different things that are going wrong with this. And, um, yeah, I forget, I, I I forget been... which team it is this year, but it's they're. I forget. I think it's the devils that they're going through. Like, I think they're almost like close to what the Flyers record was for most goaltenders started in a season. I think the Devils are like inching that. I think they've started six or seven this year. Really? Just because I think of injuries, COVID protocol and all that. I believe they've had at least six or seven goal to different goaltenders start this year for them. So that's is, is there a way you can look that up? Like guys have played roster. Let me see actually. So if I go to the Devils right now, I doubt they're going to have those players on the roster right now. So if I go to the Devils right here, look at their player stats, I doubt all those goaltenders. So right now only three of them pop up right now, Bernie, Blackwood, and Schmid. So I don't think any other goaltender is going to pop up for them currently. But I do remember seeing like a graphic on Twitter saying that They've started at least six goaltenders this year. I do remember seeing that somewhere yeah. on Twitter. I don't remember when, but I remember seeing that. So that's something like, and that's just weird too. And just imagine like your goaltenders get like what Tampa, like what you just said, your goaltenders are just put on, both of them are on protocol and you're forced to start like two AHL guys in your lineup. That just sucks. That just sucks. That Like it puts pressure on those guys. And it puts pre- it just sucks for those, those people that have to be forced to be put into the lineup because yeah. of that. Yeah, so the goalies that have played um, this year for them, for the Devils, is Mackenzie Blackwood, played 16 games. The Devils, in total, have played 30 games. Blackwood's played 16. Bernays played 10. Nico Dawes has played two. John Gillies has played one. Uh, Akira Schmid has played three. And Scott Wedgwood has played three as well. So that's seven. Six. At six, at first Blackwood, I Bernie, seven. Uh, Dawes, Gillies, Schmid, and Wedgwood. Six. Okay, yeah. for some reason, I counted seven. <laughs> yeah, and Blackwood's played one game more than half. The other guys have split Bernier being the backup, and then they've had COVID and everything. And um, if you go on to hockey reference and you just look up their uh stats for this season, uh, they're 10, 15, and five, seventh in the metro, and it has all the guys that are on COVID. And injured, and the only guys they have on COVID, um, it's weird because it says health protocol, and then it says COVID nineteen. So I don't know if that's the same thing. But um, Graves, Heisher, uh, Yaros, Subban, and Jesper Brat has an illness, um, and he was supposed to miss the one game on the December eighteenth. I don't know if that has changed, but a couple other guys have been hurt, and yeah. So the, the six goalies on there. As I mentioned, and that's that's crazy because they I I don't even know if they have enough goaltenders in their system <laughs> to to do that. I know Dawes is a draft pick. Um, Wedgwood, I swear to God, that guy's played for like the same three teams the past like six years. Yep. Um, and Bernie, isn't, he, obviously isn't Wedgwood on Arizona right now? Hmm? Isn't Wedgwood in Arizona right now? Wedgwood, I think he's in Arizona right now. If I'm not wrong. Like I, I like I had this like weird feeling that he played for Arizona this year. Like yeah, thirteen games played. <laughs> That's crazy. So is, is, was he traded? Was he picked up on waivers by Arizona? I just, think it was uh, waivers. Okay. Because uh, he has three games played this year with New Jersey, I and think thirteen games played with Arizona. Jesus. 
he actually doesn't have he doesn't have horrible numbers for being in Arizona. Nine oh seven save percentage three six four. Yeah, their goaltending really hasn't been the issue in Arizona. Well, it's really been fantastic for them. Yeah, on the road he's been fantastic. At home his numbers are terrible. Yeah. And then you got Carter Hutton, who's only played three games this year, and all of his stats are terrible. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a shame. Oh man, that's just like so. The NHL this year is just going to be. It's just a weird situation with everything that's going through right now. Because, like, should they postpone until the new year? I have no idea. And then we got another comment here from Mister Twitter saying, "Has there been any word on Wade Allison right now?" No, there really hasn't. With the injury that he did get down in the AHL, what was it? Was it a upper body injury that he had? Elbow. An elbow injury. So. Did they really say how long he was going to be out, or was it like something like he's indefinitely out? I think they just said he was seeing a specialist, and they'll they'll be probably more info at some point. But that that kid cannot catch a break. Nope. No, he can't. It's such a shame. Like I would love for this guy to be for. He would have like, made the team out of camp. He would have. He definitely would have, and it just sucks because, like, when Allison was in the lineup, he was really good, and it just sucks that it's hard to like pencil him into the lineup just because you can't rely on him right now with his injury issues. Yeah, I mean, he got hurt in a, he got hurt in a rookie game, dude. Yeah. Like, like he got, like he's been having, I know he's had injury issues, ba- I think since college at this point. So I, that's nothing. Said, new. Yeah, just, I mean, it's like just nothing. New. It just sucks because he, like all that talent is there. Just like you, like it's hard for him to play a full season just because he gets injured. So it's like not his yeah. fault, but it's just like some no, people's bodies just, are just made differently. It's just bad luck is yeah. what it is. There's, there's nothing else to describe it. It's it's horrible luck. It's like Moran with the constant knee injuries that he has. It's just rotten yeah. luck that he has. Yeah. So it, it's just uh, – it's it's hard. So we got a, another comment from EJW right here saying, if you feel – he thinks that if you feel sick – they should be tested if you aren't experiencing any symptoms, but test positive, they should be able to play. Test yeah. positive people with symptoms should be able to sit. Yeah. And, um... Look, I personally, I think I, I honestly agree with that. I think if if you're testing guys and they aren't sick, then you know if if they're feeling a symptom or something, and if it's you know you have to also have to put into consideration it's also a cold and flu season, and you're in the, you're you're basically in the heart of that right now. Um, with it being the winter and it's obviously colder weather and everything. And yeah, trust um, me. I, I was sick last week before Christmas and I was just like, Oh my God, is this COVID? Please don't be COVID. <laughs> yeah, dude, it, it's brutal. I mean, I, I, I wasn't feeling well for a while there. Um, it, it's, I think everybody's kind of been dealing with it differently. We've, we've seen it with the new, this new strain of the virus and all that stuff. So um, I feel like if, if the, like, for example, like Nick Sirianni for the Eagles, he tested positive after the game on Tuesday, stayed in a hotel for what three days, and then I he was so. back. Yep, on the sideline on Sunday against the Giants. Yep, like it, it's it's crazy. And he said he was fine. He didn't feel any symptoms. So if if the NHL is testing guys who are symptomless, yeah, are symptomless and basically don't feel anything, I think that's kind of a waste because then you can also get false positive you could get a false negative there's so many different things that can kind of come out of this so i feel like they're they're basically kind of wasting their time you know what i mean it's it's uh, like again in hayes's case like he said he kind of felt fine it was kind of just mild symptoms and stevie eiserman had said it like a lot of the guys are having mild like cold symptoms and and that is 
from my understanding, that's what this new strain is. It's kind of just like cold symptoms. But even still, it's like if you're not feeling like legit sick and you're not feeling that way, why are you testing the guys? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's just one of those things where at this point now, COVID is just going to be with us the rest of our lives. And it's not going away at all. So it's one of those things where like what the Italy they're adapting right now with the NFL, the NBA, they're implementing the new rules. So now the NHL has to figure out how to adapt that way and not go into a massive panic for when, you know, you get all these outbreaks across the league. So that's one way they need to figure that out. Then we got a, we got Phantom 28 in the chat saying, what's going on, boys? Just joined. What's going on, Phantom? How you doing? And just, so Chris, you saw Brad Marchand go off on Twitter this afternoon, right? Yeah. So I'm going to bring this tweet up as well from Brad Marchand because he went off on the NHL and I think the NHL PA as well. I'm not entirely sure on that, but he mentioned both of them in this little, like, you know, screenshot post that he had so he says that the nhl and the nhlpa can change the rules of the cba to add a taxi squad so that they don't miss any games and don't lose any money which has already been agreed upon that the players will be will pay back an escrow until the owners are made whole from what they have lost during this pandemic regardless how many of how many games are missed yet they can't do a taxi squad during the olympics so they can honor the agreement they made so the nhl players can go please tell me that is not bullshit And for all of you who want the pipe back about forfeiting play while being gone, yeah, not a problem. Let the players make their choice. So at this, this whole thing is Brad Marshawn. Like I understand at this point, the um, it sounds like he's upset because he's not allowed to go to the Olympics at this point. So it seems a lot of guys are kind of bummed. Like they wanted to go. I know Patrick Kane kind of had comments on it that like you know he's getting older and the next chance for him to go would think he'd be 36 37 you know what i mean so there's so many things that go into it and um obviously the players aren't happy they wanted to go so i mean i personally i don't blame marchand for speaking out yeah i don't blame him at all either yeah i gotta understand players at this point they want to go and i can Mm -hmm. also stand like from the other side of it too because like china's like their protocols right now are just like outrageous at this point what was it a three five week quarantine if you do test positive there right so and that's I, the thing if you get a false positive you know yeah, you're stuck so many there. things that are wrong with it and it's it's crazy yeah so it's it's just one of those situations where it's like i don't blame him that he's mad i don't blame that the players are mad i don't blame that the, some players didn't want to go with this entire situation so it's like a you can see both sides of the argument right here so i don't blame for anyone like choosing what side they chose for this specific situation so it's it's just one of the things where I guess shit happens and you got to, I guess, just uh, take it, take it how it is at this point, because it's just a weird world that we're living in right now with yeah. everything that is happening. So that's, I guess that's just one thing that does suck in regards to this entire situation. It's like, you know, you don't have NHL going to the Olympics anymore. So now you got to like the, the team, you like every different league has to, or different country has to struggle to find, like different players for different leagues and all that. So like play, I would assume for team USA, they're going to be finding people that play in Europe, that play in Russia and maybe some old college guys to play for team USA. Same thing for team Canada as well. Overseas guys, college guys and all that. So it's going to be, it's weird with hockey without the NHL at the Olympics, but 
it's still, I guess, a fun time. And also watching, you know, the women's uh, USA team and the women's uh, team Canada play each other. And hopefully in another gold medal game, that'll be very fun to watch. But that's just, it's just a tough time right now with everything going on in this league. And it just sucks. So I guess to get on a brighter topic, Chris, you've been covering the world juniors for the past couple of days for flyers fam 8093 your channel so and the flyers prospects that have been playing during this tournament let's get your thoughts on that and just basically your thoughts on the tournament as a whole yeah i mean look flyers have three guys um as you said dinoyer for canada uh emil andre who's the captain of team sweden and then you have zanetti uh for switzerland so sweden's played two games starting off with andre they've played two games um, and they won them both. They beat Russia, and they also beat Slovakia. Jesper uh, Wallstead was fantastic, it, really, in both games. I thought he was really good, but especially against Slovakia. Um, that game, it, I was very surprised that Slovakia didn't win that game. Um, that, that, that was a, a very close game um, in, in certain aspects, but for the most part, that was heavily dominated by Slovakia in territorial play. They also had many shots. Wallstead was really good. And Emil Andre had a play, had actually a couple plays late. If you saw it, Amadeo, there was a five-minute uh, match penalty on uh, Leo Luf, um for the hit that he had on, uh, I, I forget who it was on Slovakia, but it was a hit to the head in the I in the II um, HF. If that is a, if there's head contact, it's an automatic, uh, match penalty so it's he was five minute power play 10 minute misconduct he's out for the game and there may be disciplinary action i haven't seen any update on anything that's kind of happened with that but um so they kill off most of it and you get around about a minute something and there's a player on speed in delay game so it's a five on three and mind you before this this game was only two nothing and uh the slovakian coach pulled the goaltender he pulled the goalie with like eight, eight, nine minutes left in the third period, only up on a power play. Yet it was a five-minute power play, but they were they had the puck pretty much the entire time. There was very minimal clears, and if it was, it didn't get very far down the ice. They didn't have many shots at the empty net. They didn't really try to score, I don't think. But anyway, to to you know make a long story short, the five on three, they didn't pull the goalie. They they just kept it and could they could have kept them out. Would have been six on three. But they didn't, and Kromiak, one of Slovakia's best players, had four chances from the circle. Andre had four block shots, oh blocked four of them, and it, it unbelievable. He was just putting his body on the line. Um, one thing I really liked from Andre, his gap control has been really good, and he's been getting shots through the net. He scored in the first game against Russia on the power play, uh, realized he had a lot of time, walked in, kind of just let a wrister go, and it, and it was a good screen in front, and he scored there on a power play. Um, he's gotten penalty kill time. He's gotten power play time. Um, he, he's had a really solid tournament. I think he's one of the guys from Sweden that hasn't really been talked about enough. Um, and, you know, he had, I think he had, from my eyes, had six block shots last night. Um, I'm attempting to find the stats from the game, but I, I can't find them on the, on the uh, IIHF website. But he, even in the first game, his gap control was good. One thing I love that he does is he doesn't, um, one thing that he's so good at is with his gap control, he doesn't overreact to anything. He kind of just lets it play out. But then when the play comes to him 
And if he does mess up and he does turn the puck over, he finishes his check. He, he'll do whatever. And he's he's small enough where he's not afraid to throw his body. And that's that's one thing I love about him. Um, he plays with such aggression. He, he I think he's had a really, really solid two games. As for Zanetti, from what I saw yesterday, he played really solid hockey for, for being 18. I personally thought he was going to play third pair, like second second penalty kill unit. Um, he, he was playing pretty much first pair, um, but it was – he basically was used as a third, third, fourth defenseman after that. Um, but he, he technically was playing uh, first pair by the lines. So, you know, I thought he had a really solid game. I mean, look, Switzerland only has so much talent. Um, and, you know, they have a couple guys out because COVID. Their captain's out for the tournament because of COVID. And um, Russia's getting there. They've had a lot of different areas. And Russia's always a team that kind of gets better as the tournament goes on. And, um, they ended up winning that game four to two. The Swiss scored uh, almost half of the goals they scored in last year's tournament in the first game that they played, and they get a forfeit win for today's game against the United States. So um, I guess things are maybe looking up for them. I'm not too sure. Obviously, you want to play, but they do get a win. Um, and you know, I, as for Zanetti, I think he's played really solid, and I, I'm pretty. I was pretty excited to watch him again today. I thought he just played really. Solid hockey. He's very. He's a very steady player. And again, for being 18, I thought he he played pretty well. And as for Dinoyer, I mean, he's playing fourth line right now with Canada. Um, they're stacked, and you know he's not getting as much ice time. But he's just keeping it simple. I mean, for playing fourth line, he's not getting a lot of time. He's not really getting many minutes to show off some skill. He's had a couple good plays. Hasn't had many scoring chances, but um, you know Canada they had that game that they had against the Czechs. Um, was they were definitely tested. I mean, they were down 3-1. Coach called a timeout, scored a goal 23 seconds later. Um, and then it really that game was dominated by them. Their power play helped. Um, Dinoye hasn't had any power play time. He's, he's had some penalty kill time. Um, he did take a penalty in the pre-tournament game as well. Um, but overall, he's he, he I think he's just played some solid hockey. And again, for not having many minutes, um, I think he's looked all right. So uh, didn't also Dino? Yeah, didn't he also avoid um a very like major leg injury during one of the, was it one of the yeah pre- in the games? tournament game? Um, he went into the boards and he kind of got hit and his foot went in Oof. to the boards and it kind of bended a little weird. I texted him after the game, make sure he was all right. Um, he said he was okay and he did play the next game. He was fine. Um, I don't think he had to get any. I, I don't know if he got x-rays or anything like that. I didn't ask him anything about that. I know Jamie Pascal had kind of tweeted that um, he, his, the x-rays came out okay, so maybe he did get x-rays. I personally don't know, but um, I I 100% trust Jamie on that. But, um, you know, overall, I mean, it, it was late in the game. It was like three minutes left in the third, so you knew he wasn't coming out anyway. There was no point. There was three minutes left in the game, and I think they were they were winning at that point. Uh, I think it was four. I forget the score of that game, um, but I know they were up a couple goals. So that being said, I was like, all right, well, he's not coming out anyway because of the time. So hopefully it wasn't anything bad, and thankfully it wasn't. Um, but, yeah, he he is okay. And, um, yeah, I mean, again, he he's just playing for the minutes he's getting, and he, he's got some good line mates as well. And I think they've had a couple good shifts together, and uh, tonight they play against Austria. So we'll see what happens there, and um, that's probably going to be a, a – another Canadian dominated uh, affair, but um, you know, I would like to see Dinoye get some more ice time because it, it sucks when you, when you get a guy who 
I personally think has a lot of skill and he does. And he's one of the guys that made the team that, you know, everybody was kind of excited for and he's playing on the fourth line, but um, overall, yeah, I mean, again, he's just played really solid hockey. So. Yeah. It's, it's always nice to see um, flyers prospects in the world juniors. I know <laughs> what, what was the year where the flyers had like one of the more prospects in the world? Was it like 2016, 2015 or something yeah, like, like that? Eight guys. Yeah, I think it's this year. Carolina has like a billion people in the World Juniors. This yeah, year. They, they have, have a, a lot of couple for Finland. Um, I'm trying to think the other teams. Yeah, I know they have a lot of prospects that are yeah. from different countries, and like they're really good at drafting guys like overseas. Like I know the like, Sharks have a good amount. I want to see. I want to look that up too. Like teams with the most World Junior players with the most. World Junior presentation. Hopefully, I spelled that right because you know I'm typing fast. Okay, there was one year, I think. I know Alexander Appleyard had kind of. Yeah, here we go. The World Junior roster is broken down by NHL team. Here we go. Ducks have four. Um. Anaheim has four. The Coyotes have one. Boston has one. Sabres have three. Uh, Flames have one. Carolina has ten. Uh, one from Germany, one from the United States, uh, one from Finland, Canada, Sweden, Russia. Sweden again, Finland, and then two more from Russia. Um, and a lot of those are recent picks, 2020 and 2021. Chicago has four. Um, Colorado has one. Blue Jackets have four. Dallas has four. Red Wings have eight. They have a lot as well. Uh, Jan Bednar, Sebastian Kosa, a couple goaltenders. Edvinson, obviously their their first round pick defenseman. Um, one one from Finland, Niederbach from Sweden, who had a beautiful had a, actually had a couple beautiful goals um, recently. The Oilers have two. Florida has six. The Kings and the Wild all have six. So th- there's a lot of recent talent as well. These are all you know recent guys. Canadians have three. Nashville with four. New Jersey with four. The Rangers have five. Ottawa with five. Obviously, the Flyers have three. Pittsburgh has three as well. Uh, the Sharks only have one, William Eklund. Um, Seattle has two. St. Louis with three. Uh, yeah, St. Louis with three. Toronto with three. Vancouver with one. Vegas with four. Washington with one. And the Jets with four as well. It's 108 in total. 27 uh, are first-round picks. Hopefully, a Flyers physics saying the Flyers need Ivan, Ivan, Ivan. <laughs> Was it? Isn't there? A, I've seen. I saw that on Twitter. Was there actually a guy in the tournament named Ivan Ivan Ivan? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's his actual name. Ivan Ivan Ivan. Yeah. If I go on, I forget what team he's on. But if oh, I man. go on, what he's on? Czech, I think. Right, Czechia. It says that right here. Ivan Ivan. Why? Why? Yep. Ivan <laughs> Ivan. <laughs> forward that that's some creative name naming mm-hmm. <laughs> that's very creative yeah okay fan of just okay it's just ivan ivan okay ivan ivan yeah okay that that's, that's just crazy that's, that's very creative naming right there from the family oh man hopefully hopefully he becomes a star though i, I want i want to see future nhl superstar ivan ivan that, that'd be that'd be hilarious that's this a is, funny jersey ivan yeah, so we got um another comment from Nero saying that why do you think the Flyers did not recently draft any finished players with the exception of last year? It's probably because they 
looked at, I guess, player needs and best player available. I think specifically last year, I, since they only had a second round pick, I would assume they were only going best player available. And they drafted, and it was best player available at that point. So that's probably why they drafted a finished player there. But I get it basically just goes back to that same point for previous drafts. Who knows if Hextall had any preferences? Same thing with Chuck Fletcher and his staff. Like basically, they were probably just looking at who was the best player because when they drafted Cam York, wasn't that like a draft that was stacked full of American players mm. during that first round? So, yeah, that's probably why. If my memory serves me right, wasn't Hextall and his staff, weren't they really high on like um, Canadian and Russian prospects? Is that why they fired so many picks from Russia? I think so. I think they were more because I think throughout Hextall's tenure, a lot of his draft picks were a lot of Russian players, some Swedish players, some a lot of Canadian players. He drafted very few American players. I I know he drafted Farabee and Jay O'Brien, but I don't think he really drafted that many American players. If I do don't recall. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah I'm I, trying to yeah, see. So I think at the end of the day, it does come down to like your front office preferences where your scouts are more in line towards where their strengths are. So that's probably why you didn't see the Flyers draft that many finished prospects, you know, probably during Hextall's tenure. And who knows, maybe during Fletcher's tenure, he focuses on some other drafts going overseas instead of mm-hmm. focusing on Canada and America. It's just like I said, I think it just determines where preferences and where your strengths are in, in scouting. I think that's yeah. the only... Uh, thing that's uh that matters so we got ejw saying do the flyers have any world players who would be a great player oh so players that are, i guess are not from canada or usa who knows maybe tool mala could be a good player but that's still does like he, a mean, does he mean like um players for next year for the world juniors hmm i'm not, not sure not next sure. year i mean i was actually thinking about that the other night. next year would probably be I think Andre would play again. I think he's Jeez. one more year eligible. Okay. I don't think uh, because honestly, does. because honestly, Forrester could have played this year if he didn't get injured. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if Forrester would have it. Would he have one more year eligibility there or would he be too old for the world juniors? You have to I be think. 20 years old. I forget how old Forrester is. I think he's 19 currently. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. He is 19, January 18th, 20, 2002 is his birthday. So by that's next month. So he's, yeah, he can't play again. Okay. Um, What about for um, Dino? Yeah, is already 19 and his birthday is in a couple months as well. I had a major brain fart on my video. I thought he had another year eligible and he didn't. <laughs> um, I believe Andre can play again. I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm blanking on one of the names right now who also could have a possible. I'm, I'm blanking on the name right now and I hate that. But Andre's a February birthday, so he probably wouldn't be able to go back okay. either. He's a February 2002 birthday. But um, Zanetti will because he's 18. He'll probably have another another year or two. Um, what about a. That's. There we go. I remember now. Zade Wisdom. Would he have another year of eligibility or would he be done? I believe wisdom would not be able to. Um, I don't know if the Flyers are going to have many guys next year. It also depends on the draft as well. True. You could probably get to a mile next year for Sweden if he plays there, or if actually Finland. What am I saying? 
Yeah, Wisdom is a July 2002 birthday, so he okay. won't be able to either. Yeah, probably if you're – maybe you, you'll see Tool Model next year in the World Juniors, but mm. I don't yeah, think – Yeah, Tool Model if he has a better year and probably Zanetti. And it also depends on their draft um, as well. So if they have other guys, and I'm, I'm sure they probably will. Um, it's been a while since they've had a goaltender. Yeah, I, I don't remember the list. I, I know it was Carter Hart, but before that, I don't remember. I think it. I think it was Hart and Sandstrom that were the goaltenders, mm-hmm. the last ones, and I think even before that, it probably was um, Stolars for America. I think that was the last time. I don't yeah. think the Flyers really don't have that many goalie prospects in the in the uh, World Juniors. Really, was Fedotov a Russian goaltender at one point or no? Um, I think so. Hmm. I think he was. Yeah, I think then the 2016 year, the Flyers had like. Oh, wait. Uh, Arison. Arison was a goaltender for the. Arison, yeah. yeah. Arison was, was uh, t- a year or two ago, I believe. Yeah. So he was the last Flyers goalie. Yeah. Um, I'm going to look up. How do you look up that? Like how many players are from. I'm trying to figure out how I could find that on the internet. Like the, the amount of guys they've had over the years for all NHL teams. You could probably look for, let's see, Flyers, Flyers, World Junior History, probably on Google. World Juniors History. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Flyers, Prospect Edition, World Juniors, adds this year's. I'm trying to, like, you're trying to go for, like, Flyers, just history in general for yeah. the World Juniors. Let's try to see. So you got, this is a, a list from Bill Meltzer, I guess, talking about recent Flyers prospects that are on here or players that were World Juniors. So he lists like everyone that's on here right now. So he has uh, Chris Bigris was a a prospect here in the World Juniors. Sean Couturier was Joel Farabas a couple of years ago. Morgan Frost, Shane Goss, Despair for USA, Claude Drew, Robert Haig, Carter Hart, of course, Travis Connecting, Scott Lawton, Tanner Linsitsky, Oscar Lindblom, mm-hmm. Sam Moran, Phil Myers, Derek Bouliot. Ivan Provorov, Travis Sandheim, JBR, Jake Borchek, Yegor Zamula. Also got a couple of honorable mentions here. And I'm sure, like, if you're looking at old flyers as well, I'm, I'm sure Mike Richards, Jeff Carter, they were on their respective Team Canada when yeah, they were. The, the, L- the unbelievable 2005, I think it was. I think so. Yeah, that stacked Can- Canadian team. Jesus. Like, who were the players on? It, it, it was, was it Tavares on that team or was it someone else? Was Tavares on that team or was it Cindy Crosby? Bergeron was Marshan. Yeah, I, I gotta look that up now. The 2005 uh, Team Canada World Junior roster. Let's see this entire thing. We got Patrice Bergeron, Ryan Getzlaff, Jeff Carter, Sidney Crosby, Andrew Ladd, Corey Perry, Dion Phaneuf, Colin Frazier, Mike Richards, Clark McCarfer, Anthony Stewart, Danny Savret, Brent Seabrook, Braden Coburn, Cam Barker. Uh, Sean Bell, Stephen Dixon, Jeremy Col- Colleton, uh, Jeff Glass, Shea Weber. Jesus. Shea Weber only played six games, no points. Let's see who had the most points for this team, U- Canada, in the U- in the World Juniors. So but Bergeron was not – Crosby was 17 during this year. Wow. Uh, Bergeron had 13 points. Getzlaff had 12. Carter had 10 with seven goals. Crosby had nine. Ladd had seven. Uh, Mike Richards, he had five points during this World Junior year. I'm trying to see – like I know there was a year where USA was very stacked. I forget what year. I know USA over the previous uh, couple of years 10, they've been I very think. stacked. 2010 when they had Kreider. 
Let's see. Let's see this USA 2010 team. So if I go here, Team USA, we got Derek Stefan, Jerry DiMaggio, Kyle Palmieri, Danny Critzo, Jordan Sch Schroeder, Chris Kreider, John Carlson, Jeremy Morin, Matt Donovan, AJ Jenks. There are some of these names that I just don't recognize at all. Tyler mm -hmm. Johnson, Philip McRae, Jake Gardner, Ryan Bork. John yeah, there's a lot of I think it had to be what? I think it was 2013, I believe. 2013, 2014, maybe. What 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 year during the early 2010s did USA win gold? Was it 2013 or 14 in the World Juniors? Trying to remember. Say that again. Uh, when before this past like USA gold medal, when was the last time they won gold before that in the World Juniors? Uh, I think it was 2010. It was 2010. I think so. 10 or 11. World Juniors. They have five gold medals. They've won 2004, 2010, 2013, 2017, and 2021. Okay, so it was it was 2013. I am right about that. Mm -hmm. Look at the 2013 team. You got Johnny Gaudreau, Jacob Truba, JT Miller, Alex Galchenyuk, Seth Jones, Vincent Trocek, Riley Barber, Jake McCabe, Jimmy VC. Oh, God, Jimmy VC. <laughs> Uh, Rocco Grimaldi, Ryan Hartman, Sean Corrali, Cole, Cole Boudreau, Mike Riley, Shane Gotts to spare. He had 25 penalty minutes during that run. Jesus. Uh, John Gibson. Uh, let's see. And other names that I just don't recognize at the bottom. I want to see this 2017 Team USA because, okay, they had Clayton Keller, Colin White, Jordan Greenway, Troy Terry, Charlie McAvoy. Jeremy Bracco, Tage Thompson, Luke Coonan, Adam Fox, Kiefer Bellows, Casey Fitzgerald, Tanner Linzinski, Caleb Jones, Jack Rosalovic, Joey Anderson, Joseph Sacconi, Patrick Harper, Ryan Lindgren, Eric Foley, Jake Akan, Joseph mm -hmm. Wool, and Tyler Parsons. Yeah, so for the Flyers, I just found it. The players in the 2017 World Juniors for... Canada, you have Carter Hart and Phil Myers. Russia was Vorobiev and Rubsov. Sweden was Sandstrom and David Bernhardt. Kasha for Czech Republic. Tanner Lekzinski for the United States. And Matej Tomek uh, for Slovakia. And that was, in the, that was the 2017 World Juniors. I believe there were other ones as well. I'm trying to find the tweet. Um, Alexander Alpiard had put up a tweet. I think it might, have been, might have been last year. I, I just searched it on Twitter if there was anything on there. Um, and last year, uh, the 2020 World Juniors, they had four Brink and York for USA, Ginning for Sweden, and Zamula for Russia. Um, and then last year was Brink, York, and Andre. And then this year was uh, a little bit different as well. Just Andre, you know, who we, who we mentioned already. Uh, 2018 was Rubsov, Sushko, um, and that was different because Sushko was on Belarus, and Belarus isn't in it uh, this year because of the delegation and, and all that stuff. Uh, Rubsov for Russia, Sushko, Belarus, as I said, uh, Hoberg for Sweden, Hart for Canada, um, trying, and then 17, obviously. So that was the last couple years um, for the... Let me try to figure this out. 2019 was Frost for Canada, Ginning and Urson for Sweden, Farabee, Cates, O'Brien, and St. Ivany for um, 2019. They were all for the United States. 
And that's that's the most recent that I can find. I'd have to do some digging and try to find out the other ones, but for recent years, but yeah, for a couple of years there, they had a good amount of guys um in both and and really for for all of it, but um yeah, I mean for the most part, um they had a lot of prospects in, in those tournaments. Yeah, so yeah, hopefully hopefully sometime in the near future we can see more flyers representation at the world juniors but again like chris said that all depends on the flyers drafting at that point and see what players that they do get so flyers getting towards the end of this podcast let's hopefully the flyers don't get anyone more in the COVID protocol and they're able to play tomorrow's game against seattle and also thursday's game against san jose just you know to get some flyers hockey back just to get some sense of normalcy so we can actually watch hockey so that'll be Hopefully something that we can see, but we just have to wait and see what will happen there. World Juniors, they're still going to be playing for a while at this point. So you get to see some nice international competition there. The World Juniors are always a fun thing to watch during this time of the year. So yeah, that's going to do it for this edition of the Florida Podcast. And for everyone here, don't forget to check us out on our different social media pages, the Painted Lines. Check them out wherever they're at. My Twitter page, Amadeo Gracia 98 you see it right there. For Chris, it's underscore Chris Mayer, our separate YouTube channels, TTP Sports for me, Chris is Flyers Fan Mania 93. And yeah, it also, I'm trying, for some reason I lost my train of thought right here, but also, if we don't do a show before the new year, Definitely want to wish everyone a happy new year, but I, de- I, I'm sure we'll try to get an episode out before New Year's Eve happens. So definitely do not worry about that. So don't forget to check all the links in the description. And thank you everyone for joining this edition of the Florida Podcast. I'm your host, Amadeo Gracia. He is Chris Mayer, and I, we will see you next time. <laughs>